Happy Haunted Holidays. This is your hostess with the mostest, Shanna. I'm PJ. I'm back again. It's Jack. I have the coolest intros and you guys just, just saying. Anyway, happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Gracias. Hi. Shalom. (laughs) (laughs) What up? (laughs) We are back this week with Jack. He's here to tell his stories for our holiday episode. I'm calling it that, but whoops, that was me. But there is nothing we're going to talk about that's really holiday related for this. It's just creepy churches, which I guess is holiday-esque since, you know, Jesus and churches. I tried Googling, like, why churches are haunted. Nothing. Well, they're not. Yeah. Fun fact. That's what I'm going to talk about. Yeah. Cemeteries are like where, like even where this trope comes from, you know, nothing. Lore, urban legends, kids telling lies. They're on Santa's naughty list. This is why you Gentiles need to bring back the idea of Krampus. Yeah. So that way, if your kid are bad, you just you know wait till one night and you beat him with a stick. <laughs> okay. Teach him to be good. So. Eli comes to me in the kitchen, like, not an hour ago, and goes, Mom, why didn't you ever tell me that Krampus eats children? And I go, well, it depends on the lore that you're reading. Some stories have uh, the, the character taking the children away for a year with masks on their face, and, um, you know, the, he makes them his slaves. Others have him collecting the souls and keeping them forever. Others have him eating kids. I mean, it really Sometimes depends. Sometimes he just beats them with a stick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It really depends on what lore you're talking about. And he goes, um... Krampus isn't real, right? And he doesn't believe in Santa. So I'm just like, no, he's not real. I don't understand. <laughs> and he goes, okay, because I'm kind of afraid to go to sleep tonight. I Eli. guess we don't show him the movie. No, I don't think he's not ready. He's not ready. I was going to say, <laughs> if you want to scar him, you just get a mask with some horns and then you like sneak into just his room. Just stand in his no, no. doorway. We just call Kyle because Kyle has all that stuff already. He Kyle, does. you're needed. Kyle. <laughs> And if he's bad, you just have him, like, Kyle sneak it in the thing and hit him with a stick a couple of times and then laugh as he runs away. Actually, Kyle made Krampus cookies. It was his Ooh. first time, I think, baking in a while because Jen posted pictures to Facebook over it. She was so proud of him. But, yeah, he uh, made Krampus <clears throat> cookies for this very important holiday for him. All right. So this week we are talking about um, haunted churches, haunted cemeteries, and where Jack works, which will stay anonymous, <laughs> haunted locations, yeah. because it's cool to have everyone's stories. We got Kyle's stories. We had Lauren Ray's house stories and a little of the Rebecca stories. We had our stories, Dan's stories. Now it's time to kind of go a little bit further in our area because mm-hmm. your story is local and so is mine. Yeah. But first we got to talk about... Are churches ever haunted or are they not? And are cemeteries haunted or are they not? So my first question then for you is, do you think churches and cemeteries are haunted? Why are we not? And go. You're not, you can't be wrong. Um, This is a thing where it would be very odd for churches to be haunted in mass because <clears throat> it's supposed to be hallowed ground, which is kind mm-hmm. of the antithesis of being haunted. Like, yeah. Fun nah. fact, my um, um, eighth graders had the word unhallowed as one of their vocab words. And I'm like, if you say the Lord's Prayer, you know what hallowed means. So unhallowed is the exact opposite. <laughs> unhallowed is the fun half. Yeah. Well, it depends. <laughs> depends on what your definition of fun is. Where's Krampus? <laughs> exactly. Um, so like I said, churches, that's a really difficult one because that's a lot of, you know, that and also churches are generally seen as relatively positive places, even if you have funerals and stuff there. Most of your time in a church is about celebrating. Yep. Yeah. So 
To me, the idea of a church being haunted is very odd. Now, the idea of something like a monastery being haunted, that's a little bit different because hallowed... Abbeys and stuff, yeah. Yeah. Hallowed, sort of, yes, but not quite the same. But you don't have people there who are coming and going constantly. You know, my example is um, Highlander. They can't (laughs) fight in churches. So therefore, (laughs) if Highlander can't fight, then obviously it's it's sacred area. Now... And and vampires can't get you there. And now, as for <laughs> graveyards, that's a different one. And that's because even though it's still technically hallowed ground, still sacred ground, that's also an area of much deeper emotion. You have a mm-hmm. lot of people who their only experiences in a graveyard are times of mourning and sadness. Mm-hmm. So if there is to be a spirit that is attached to negative energy, that's a lot easier to do than a place where you have everyone, you know, meeting once or twice or how many times a week in prayer and jubilation. So you can church... be sad in church too, Jack. Jeez. Yeah, but one or two sad. <laughs> You've not be... been to a Catholic mass. <laughs> we're yeah. usually getting yelled at. No, I'm kidding. We're I was very, we're say... very joyous and celebratory. I was going to say you forget, except the... during Lent. The, the difference is, is you know. The Jew is a very different approach to... Uh, you don't even go to synagogue. You know? No, I don't. <laughs> you're a bad Jew. I'm a very bad Jew. I what happens that. in Jewish folklore if you're a bad Jew? You go to Gehenna for a year. But like, you don't get like Krampus coming. You don't get up on the naughty list, you know? I no. Think. You, you, you also Santa. don't get Christmas, so... That's true, I know. So you get Hanukkah. Oh, my... Did you eat your candy out of your Hanukkah? Yes, I did. Advent calendar? Oh, I gotta eat mine tonight. I forgot. Tonight's one wasn't that great. It was like a pseudo, like. Uh, I had that the apple one was gross last night. Whatever I, that was. I did not uh, like okay. that. Okay. Th- then ours are switched around because I had the apple one tonight. Oh, that was awful. Yeah, I did not like the apple one. The, f- the first night, though, was a fantastic fudgy chocolate. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that was really good. But I was going to say, yep. if you live a very bad. <laughs> you don't have your Hanukkah <laughs> advent calendar. I have you... my hot sauce advent <laughs> yeah, calendar. Yeah, he has a 24 day hot, uh, hot sauce. Oh. I, I have the Hanukkah calendar for you and for my waistline. Sophie and Eli and Alex all have two advent calendars apiece. Yeah. Alex looks forward. He knows chocolate's coming. Yeah. He's a kid. I was going to yeah, say, yeah, if I go. live a bad life, I just get stuck in Gehenna for a year before, so you maybe know. Maybe get taxed. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, your your credit score does get destroyed. But that's actually a curse we use against Gentiles that anger us. There has to be like a credit karma for Jews. Hmm. Anyway, PJ, how about your thoughts on haunted churches and cemeteries? So again, yeah, like it's hallowed ground. You know, it's all blessed and everything. So there's that whole... Uh, contradiction going on there, but at the same, I at the same time I heard that I don't remember who told me this, but a church is almost like a mouse hole in a house full of cats. You hmm. know, like where are all the cats going to be outside that mouse hole? Yep. Uh, and so when a church stops being used, like does it kind of lose some of that potency? Uh, and allows it to, you know, allows the cats in, so to speak. <sighs> they let their paws in. Yeah. Oh, sneaky cats. Um, and then for graveyards, I could just see it being like residual energy yeah. too. Like, you know, if you're, if you're a believer of intelligent versus residual haunts, yeah. you know, like they're not intelligent haunts. They're just like, you know, the memories of these <laughs> beings yeah. just walking around. Uh, cause I could see that happening for sure. Yeah. You know, cause usually what you see in a cemetery is like, a woman 
kneeling, over, kneeling over a grave, you know, which is easily residual energy of. And oh, you yeah, might hear someone. bells ringing too, because you know, Savannah, Georgie, notoriously, yeah, you can hear bells because by the bell, yeah, dead ringer, dead ringer, yeah. So like, you can like have that residual kind of sound effect and what whatnot. But so, um, technically speaking, most churches are not haunted for the reasons you guys said. So according to the Sunday Guardian Live, um, there's a pretty good article about ghosts and spirits. It's called Ghosts and Spirits of a Different Kind, literally. And it's by Vinu Sandal. It was written in 2018. Um, but the writer does say, like, not all graveyards, cemeteries are haunted, but of course they could be with residual haunts. Mm-hmm. And they quote Troy Taylor, who wrote Beyond the Grave. And um, that uh, Troy Taylor is quoted saying, it's a common belief among experts of the occult that cemeteries are not usually the best places to find ghosts. A cemetery is meant to be the final stop in our journey from this world to the next, but is it always that way? And he does point out that, like, you know, haunted cemeteries, you know, do exist, Mm -hmm. but usually those ghosts are going to be in the location that, you know, had um, some kind of desecration or some kind of anger during their lifetime. Mm -hmm. So you'll see them more so, like, you know, at that place where they had died or um, where they were killed or – well, that makes the same thing, sorry. (laughs) But I was looking at the article when I was saying it, but, like, um, places where they had a really big fight or something. So you see Some kind of trauma. Yep. Um, so he said that if you're going to see a cemetery that's going to be haunted, it's going to be because of like a desecration of someone's cemetery, like uh, their, their gravestone or their, their body, a grave robbery, maybe an unmarked or forgotten grave could be part of it too. Like maybe the ghost is upset because you've forgotten that person. Natural disasters, of course, can cause issues because bodies are not in their final resting places anymore. Um, it could also be like if someone wasn't properly buried, you know, if they're missing their hair because it's in a doll, for example, that could be cause for a haunt as well. But generally speaking, you're not going to have um, a haunt in a church or in a graveyard because it is hallowed ground. Um, now, you can have them. There are short-term ghosts that are there because, you know, maybe they want to linger long enough just to, like, you know, give comfort to their loved ones. Um, maybe they can't come to terms with themselves for something they did during their lives. Um, but really, they aren't there very long because the place that they're at is meant to be the final resting place as they go on to where they're supposed to go. I was going to say, like, the short-term thing. I could absolutely see it, especially if you have a longtime member of a congregation who went to the same church for, yep. you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Daily mass. They're always there. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, they pass away. And that was like, I could see them, you know, spending a short period of time there. Sometime between, you know, the actual death and assuming because most if you've been in the church for that long, you would have your. You got to have your phone buzzing on my table. I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm that away. I like how you're going to blame PJ. Oh, no, it was me. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I saw mine's that. on silent. Mine is I turned on... vibration off. Actually, hold on. I, think... uh, I heard you vibrate yeah, Mine's there. on vibrate too, but mine didn't go off. No. I'm sorry. That, it, got, it got thrown over no, there. No, it's okay. Last week, uh, Ray was pouring water and all I heard was... I'm like, it's okay. Don't apologize for staying hydrated, but we're on a podcast. But I could see someone that like, you know... Like, you went to that, to the same church for, like, you know, their whole lives, and in a short time between them dying, which would assumably be at a hospital, and them having the funeral there, you know, even, or, you know, a memorial service or something in that time, like a few weeks, I could absolutely see that, you know, that spirit being there, 
if not somewhere comfortable, comfortable. Well, and, and there's also- stories of like you know people who were like um, caretakers. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you'll see them afterward because like they've chosen to be that guardian, yep. and so that's a choice really because it's like that altruistic reason they're going to mm-hmm. stay there, or it was a place of uh, happiness. Because sometimes ghosts will yeah. stay like that residual haunt because it was a happy memory. Mm-hmm. It's not always negative, but most times we have those connections to the negative because and more if it's not a residual, if it's a you know, if it's an intelligent ghost. They could choose to be there knowing that it could be a little bit of comfort to... Other people. Yeah, the congregation mm-hmm. they left behind. Yep. Yeah. I could absolutely see that, but I don't see it as like a, they're going to be there, they're going to haunted this for three and four centuries. This is going to be like... <laughs> I'm there forever. A few weeks <laughs> at top. Imagine yeah. it's like, all right, John, I'm done. All right, Billy taking over. All right, by the like, high five. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, the caretaker's still here. No, it's actually Bill from down the road. Oh, now it's now it's like Lou. But yeah. they don't know. It's, it's, it's a different, same ghost. Hundreds same of years ago. Yeah. They're just, they're it's just, the biggest joke. It's like, now it's your turn now. High five. Out. Yeah, take it out. Clock, clocking out. <laughs> <laughs> Guess I'll go home <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> um, fun fact though, like there um was a discussion about like, you know, can cremation grounds be haunted? Because like when you cremate somebody, there is always some dust left over, right? Mm-hmm. Like you don't get the whole body. Oh, yeah. Um, so there are some stories about like haunted like crematoriums and whatnot because ghosts are upset. But generally speaking, they get so much of the body that the ghost is like, yeah, whatever. I'm you good. get mixed in with the person before you. I'm I'm hanging out with Lou for all the wrong reasons. (laughs) That and also, I mean, from a slightly more mystical standpoint, fire is a purifier. So even like the whole, your body is burned. I mean, even if you got some bits of ash still stuck in that oven, I really should not use the term oven. (laughs) Not right now, no. No, that'd be bad. Um, In the crematorium. Jew using a comment about those things. Good job, Jack. That's the German half of the family coming out. Um, I mean, they are called ovens, though, right? Yeah, they are. So, you're not wrong. Informally, yes. Uh, Yeah, it's that whole thing of, like, there's, you know, fire is a purifying thing. So, I mean, the idea of a haunted crematorium is very funny to me because it would be, it, it would almost have to not be haunted by the people being cremated, but the actual, like, did Staff. you, uh, random time, because talking about, like, you know, uh, Holocaust, did you see that they actually found one more, like, Nazi survivor? Like, uh, she was a secretary, she's 97 years old, they think she's the last of the Nazis out there that was hidden. 97, she finally got, she got it good, they got her. Hmm. So. It's called an oven or a retort. A retort. So, uh, Look at that. Look at your phone research. Make sure it's on silent. Um, but in my research, too, they actually mentioned that sometimes it's not really the cemetery. If it is a forgotten grave, that's, you know, that's why they're there. But sometimes it's just the um, the woods surrounding the cemeteries. Oh, yeah. And so we connect that person to the cemetery. But really, maybe they were buried in the woods or something happened in the woods. Mm-hmm. But it's, there's that connection at the, by the location, right? Yep. So that's interesting. Like They're not saying that you can't have a haunted cemetery because, again, it is a place where you have dead bodies. And yeah. if you do have any disturbances to the ground um you're gonna have issues like i was listening to um was it called the sinkhole on uh spooked i think it was called the sinkhole there, there's there was a new episode for this season um laura told me to listen to it because she loves spooked and it, uh, spooked is a good podcast it's fun every yeah. week i am like shouting out to other podcasts i need to make money off this <clears throat> anyway so, um, in that one, a guy buys a house mm-hmm. and then he realizes that there's like something in his back lawn. He finds out that these houses haven't like been built on top of an original, like, you know, cemetery. They just kind of took over and built houses. Mm-hmm. And so he found like a dead body or two because the, the, the tree grew up like in between the, the, um, 
the caskets. You moved the headstones, but you forgot to move the bodies. The bodies. <laughs> I was going oh, to no. say, um, I, there was actually a, I can't remember where, but it was a famous case where they were making an artificial reservoir. And so they picked a natural valley, which is how you do it. Um, the only thing is there was actually like a town in there, which, you know, they bought out the land and told everyone to move. And allegedly, and I'm putting huge air quotes, <laughs> they moved all the graves from out of the, you know, yep. graveyard. They didn't. Nope. They figured they maybe got a third because they were doing explorations of, their, of the yeah. reservoir and they're actually finding the old gravestones still yep. underwater. So. Well, Georgia has stories, too, like when there was flooding yeah. and they were finding, like, caskets and dead bodies, like, mm-hmm. all over the place. So, I mean, it just, it kind of happens, yeah. you know, which is why I would op- I would opt to be cremated. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I'm good. Um, but anyway, so I kind of want to just finish up my article because I want to hear your stories, Jack. But uh, I do, I do like... want to pause for one second because on the, on the thing of graveyard, there, see, we're, we're assuming that we're talking like an official graveyard. Mm-hmm. That is not how it always works, because not every time that bodies are buried is it in an official graveyard. Because you'll have, you know, battle site graveyards. Oh, yeah, people who were like manifest destiny, right? Yeah. Like they, they buried their dead along the way. Yeah. Or family grave graveyards. Grave plots. Too. I was going to say, you know, for like, yeah, Manor would have like a family plot. Yeah. Or in less happy times where, you know, they found what are basically just mass graves. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, look at the bubonic plague. They had mm-hmm. to do mass graves because yep. they had thousands of people dying. And But that's not hallowed ground. You're just... No. Well, they would have the priests come and they would do like one big prayer yeah. in that, for, for that for mass bubonic grave. Plague, but then you have things like <clears throat> yeah, genocide, yeah. Oh, yeah. ethnic cleansing. Those In our yeah. area, too, especially. Yeah. Indian. Yeah. yeah. All the Native American battles yeah. that happened yep. here. Yep. Um, so... Uh, the article ends with this paragraph, and I, I like it because it kind of leads into the second half, which is discussing Katie's church, which is like what we're doing. Yep. We're going to focus on your stories, but also Katie's church because it's like made national like headlines. If people talk about this place, it's like a it's an I urban think it's legend. Even mentioned in the weird United States book, it, it probably has to be. It, it's you can't come to rural Pennsylvania without yeah. mentioning. It's Katie's in church. one of those books. It's yeah. surprisingly not in Weird PA. <laughs> it's in either Weird US Probably or because Weird, weird US PA knows it, the, the real story. But anyway, yeah. so it ends with, next time you happen to pass by a graveyard, cemetery, or cremation ground, do keep in mind that they may be haunted, but they are not always hotbeds of macabre stories, dark tales, supernatural events, embellished over the years, strange activity, weird or terrifying tales. Do you... Remember, the long-term and permanent ghosts who have opted to stay back on Earth to help both the living and the dead, and leave them an offering if you can, or even a small prayer. So I like that because it's kind of kind of yeah. feed into the second half of what I'm going to talk about. But for now, Jack, without mentioning where you actually work, because we like to keep a little anonymity here, yeah. um, you well, are close to a cemetery. Yes, and I there's actually I'm going to start with a little bit of information about that cemetery because this goes into what you're saying before. While I have not heard any reports of people talking about it being haunted, I do know for a fact that there is a quarter of that quarter, you know, like a part a section, of that cemetery, yeah. a section of cemetery that is very, very old and not well marked and documented. Mm. Oh, I so there you go. So the not well taken care of graves. Yeah, Because we talked about it in college is that we had a um, geophysical, geophysics, um, basically we were actually using uh, ground penetrating radar. Uh Oh, I, remember, I remember this. I remember this. Because we were actually yep. checking because I didn't do it. one I of the local groundkeepers asked, hey, the professor who has the equipment, 
And, you know, if you want, you do you want to bring the students up, you know, have when they're using it to try to find some old graves because there's a section that we think there were berries, but we have no records. And so we were going through that area. Hmm. While we didn't find any in the one strip we were did, I think they did in one of the other sections. So Gross. <laughs> Free labor from college students, but also dead bodies. We actually found uh, one of the posts from the original uh, uh, fence, though, for the thing. So we knew where the old boundary was. Oh, that's, that's cool. cool. So that's yeah. nice. Um, but I actually work not that far from there. Not that it has anything to do with what I went to college for, but um, <laughs> actually where I work now is literally the other side of the road. And a little bit of history, because this actually becomes important as to why, if that if the ground that my building is on is haunted. You disturbed some uh, burial plots. Uh, no, actually, that is not where they buried, but the Can county. Can you hang be- them? Yes. There you go, yeah. That, that's where the gallows yeah. were because the county, you know. And that's a place where it's sad death would happen, and there you go. <laughs> and not just that, um, it was one of the less famous trials of Molly Maguire's. Oh, yeah. It's Pennsylvania history, if, for those that don't know. Molly Maguire's were um, a proto-union, proto-terrorist organization uh, for the miners. The name like Molly, how could they possibly be bad? <laughs> well, long story short, um, some of them from a little bit, because they actually, I don't think those miners are actually from from the county. I think they're from the neighboring county, but they couldn't get a fair, and again, huge quotations, fair trial. So they brought them cross county lines, um, and there was a few hangings from it, which is not ideal, because that, where the gallows were, is where they decided to build the building I work at. So, we get a lot of creepy stuff. Uh, this last weekend was a delight because it was extra active. I'm excited. Uh, I've never heard any of these stories, so. He yeah. doesn't talk to excited. us. We're not cool enough for yeah. him. I, I, we, we try not to talk about it too much because um, we've legitimately scared off new employees. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. So, that's a fun one. Um. So, this weekend... Sorry, you said Molly McGuire, and I have, like, the flogging mollies in my head. <laughs> Celtic rock <laughs> yeah, playing. Yeah, right now. Sure. That's not quite the same, but yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> Molly, flogging mollies, listen. I know. I, I, know where, I know how your brain got there. Don't worry. I know <laughs> how you. your brain got there. We can trace it. <laughs> so, so, basically... Tell, tell us some stories. Paint some pictures with your okay. words. We have to get off Shannon's train of thought. First. Yes. Um, <laughs> this weekend the next was... Station? It's derail. It's all this time. weekend was fairly mild. Um, Saturday night, because I work overnights, uh, Saturday night, uh, I was, because we're, the room that we work in, there's a seat that basically has your back to the door that goes to the hallway. Yeah, basically, anytime I kind of, like, moved in my chair and, like, looked out of the corner of my eye, yeah, you just see movement in the hallway. There were only three of us in the building. We were all at our seats, i.e. not in the hallway. Nice. That happened a lot. Um... Then the next night, my coworker was in that seat. Yeah, he kept hearing people walking down the hallway all night. Uh, the one more, uh, actually, that would have been Sunday, no, Monday, Monday morning. Um, I was walking down the hallway, and there's a side office, kind of, and there's always a chair in there. And you're like, oh, yeah, the chair, blah, blah, Yeah, I walked by, and I'm pretty sure I saw someone sitting in the chair. Again, no one was in that office. That isn't even the worst. My favorite story and um, I, what it sounds horrible to me is that, like in the afterlife, people are coming to sit in chairs and do work. Like, is this <laughs> their purgatory? 
<laughs> uh, well, we say sitting because uh, with the height of the chair, it could have actually just been someone standing there. But where it's at, it's actually very high. Listen, that's so, that's a residual haunt that I would never want in my afterlife. Uh, same here. Um, Can I haunt a beach? <laughs> uh, our favorite and. Now, don't get me wrong. We are known for playing pranks on each other because it. It's what this, else is work for? I was gonna say it's when you work with the same like two or three people for a very long period of time. You mm-hmm. start doing stuff. Um, no, the one he accused us of playing a prank on him, we didn't. We were actually because he had left for a short period of time to because he had to go run and get something quick. He's like, "I'll be gone for like five minutes." Okay, we weren't particularly busy. So me and my other coworker. We weren't busy, but we we weren't swamped. But we were busy enough that we were in our chairs the whole time mm-hmm. working. And we have cameras to outside, so that way we can see when people are coming into the... And we see, oh, yeah, he's coming into the parking lot. Didn't really think about it. Didn't care. And so he... Then we realized that, you know, he pauses before coming in the building. Because you have to... We have to actually bring people into the building. Um, realized he paused... And then there was an unusually long pause when he walked in and he's just like, okay, which one of you was it? We're like, what are you talking about? Who was standing in the office? What are you We're literally right about? here. It's like, um, which one of you was standing in the, uh, in the empty office? We've been working. Uh, it wasn't you? No. You're not messing with me. No. If I was messing with you, I would be laughing by now. So <laughs> I got you good, no. man. <laughs> goes, and I'm like, why? Oh, yeah, because now at the time, <clears throat> we actually have two offices that are for our bosses. And the one was empty because we our one boss had retired and then before our new one, new was, one come, yeah. before they had redone the office. So it was completely empty because they had left it open because they were repainting the walls and redoing the carpet quick. He's like, yeah, I pulled in. And, yeah, I just uh, see someone standing at the window, looking out the window at me. I just want to leave. <laughs> so messed up. And you were just like, that wasn't us because we would have claimed it by now. So you're, you're he's, he like made us swear like three times that it wasn't us. And it wasn't because we were, you know, earning our paycheck. For once, not for once. people. So, yeah, like after that, he's just like. I'm not going to sit closer to the door. So he like moved. <laughs> I refuse to take this. Um, then we get other pretty standard stuff for, you know, hauntings, you know, hearing footsteps all the time, which is amazing when you're not expecting it. Yeah. Um, the more unique one is that will smell like old fashioned tobacco smoke every so oh, often. Fancy. And we're just like, oh, I mean, for some people that's fancy for me. I find it disgusting because I don't really like the smell. <laughs> I don't want lung cancer, Lou. Pretty much. But yeah, so uh, it's always, it's that thing, it's like everyone talks about the haunting. Oh, we we hear footsteps or, you know, we see stuff out of the corner of our eyes. And when you initially hear it, you're like, ha ha, that's, that doesn't mean anything. And then you're living it and you're just like, I get what these people mean. <laughs> well, after a while, like, doesn't it become like white noise? Like, oh, I'm just sick of this. Yeah. I am it, trying to work, Lou. Smoke your pipe somewhere else. Basically. And so... Especially, I just named your ghost Lou, just so you know. That that's happened. fair. I, I might just actually start calling him Lou now. Uh-oh. Thanks to you. Are you supposed to name them? No. Yeah. Kyle has a Ouija board. That no. Uh, <laughs> it's Ouija. <laughs> and, Shout out uh, to Kyle. 
and no. We've talked about this, and no. Good boy. Kyle's on the naughty list, so we don't want to use the Ouija board. So, I mean, it's the thing is like, when taken out of context, oh, yeah, we saw something out of our corner of eye once or twice. That's fine. But then when it's happening, you know, it's happening a couple of times a month, you're just like, I should probably make sure there's no CO. Yep. Okay. Our CO, CO detector is good. <laughs> we are not. Did anybody give us any gummies? Exactly. Any gu- just check and make sure. Who made the brownies last time? <laughs> so you do that thing where initially you just kind of like knock out the things that are, you know, most likely to cause these things like, yep. you know, CO leaks and stuff like that. And you're like, no, well, that's good. Oh, we're just handling this now. Yep. It's and mass then, hysteria. And then Fine. after a while, it just gets kind <laughs> of like... Did anybody put ergot in the rye bread? Hold on. <laughs> so after a while, it does kind of become like second nature, which is why like you become somewhat inert to it, Like, which is why when you get people that don't know about it and you're like telling them stories, suddenly they freak out, which is how we lost one. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Aww. So do you, do you just not tell people now? Oh, no. We straight up them... tell them. Oh, okay. We... Well, when they're on day shift, we don't tell them because day shift, so there's so much activity in the building. That they'll notice it, yeah. Yeah. So, and it's usually by the time, and, you know, second shift is usually a little bit busier. So, if it happens, it's very much towards the end of the shift when third shift is about to come in anyway. Mm-hmm. So, you kind of just accept that it's going to happen. And it there is definitely that witching hour thing where it seems unusually heavy around, like, 2 to 3 a.m., Yep. So, has anything ever happened that's been negative to you guys? Or is it more just, like, you notice it's there? Um, we haven't had too much negative. Like, occasionally we just won't find what we're looking for for periods of time. But nothing particularly... <laughs> oh, that. Nothing particularly dangerous or that out of place. It's just that... Like, or anything interacting with any... People? Uh, we've had a couple of people try to interact, and we just generally kind of discourage it because... You don't want to invite it. Exactly. Yeah. It's that thing that was like... It's it's not dangerous enough at this point that it needs to be handled. It's it's easy enough that it can be kind of like, this keeps happening. It's something to keep in the back of your mind. Just not... Which is why we don't, you know, leave the Ouija board up. Our old boss used to have a dream catcher, but not a very, well, blessed one, honestly. I'd... Would you like some holy water? We have a bottle in every room. <laughs> <laughs> um, whenever Whenever the old boss would move that into the into our, where we worked, uh, we noticed a, a drastic uptick. Hmm. So we would move it back to her office because she's not there. <laughs> you the get to keep it. You're not <laughs> your here problem. at night. It's not our problem. Interesting. Yeah. So that's things like when properly done, dream catchers are perfectly fine and a nerd. The problem is, is I know enough about the person who made it for her to say, it's a thing is experimenting with knowledge that you not having enough knowledge to understand safety and sanity. Well, you don't mess with it. That's yes. why that's yeah. with Kyle and last week with yeah. Annabelle, too. You don't mess with them. Yeah, that's basically what is they're messing with something they don't quite understand. And it makes... So, that has been disappeared. We pretty sure... They didn't take it with them, but after they left, we threw it out. Yep. Because that's someone else's problem. Just like all of Sophie's dolls have miraculously disappeared in this house. So She brought one home that I threw in the trash almost immediately. Because she got this really cool, like, old-fashioned pram at a yard sale. Mm -hmm. Oh, God, yeah. And I was like, can we buy it without the doll? And she wanted the doll in the worst way. And the lady's like, oh, she can have it. Because Sophie, you know, was adorable when she was little. 
And so I'm like, it can stay outside. So literally, I forced her to keep the pram outside in the back lawn, even though it probably was worth money because it was an antique, because the doll was in there. And then we brought it downstairs in the basement for some reason, and it was right over there yep. for a little while, because I told Sophie I was going to wash the blankets out of the pram. That's right. And then the doll just disappeared. So I was like, where'd the doll go? Because it did fit in the pram perfectly. And I go... She just didn't make it through the wash. She just couldn't get washed, and the washing machine broke her. I'm sorry. No, she's one of the Sophie adults over listening now. Um, it's in the trash can. It's in a dumpster somewhere. It's out in the middle of a... F- in a dump. That's, yep. that's fair. Yep. So, yeah. Like, it's gone. It is, it is that thing. It's like, it happens so much that those of us who work third shift especially, we're just like, oh, it's unusually active tonight. Great. Okay. Let's just, <laughs> uh, like, out of sight, out of mind it, kind of. It's like you get kind of a nerd to it, I guess. Um, I will say one thing is that when you get someone who doesn't usually work third shift and you get a very active night, they freak out. So when we know that's happening because we're evil, we will, we'll, we'll like. Do you make them walk in the hallway on their own? Because that would be out. I'm like, no, I'm good. We have. We've also like kind of made them a bit more receptive to it. We're like be telling all the stories and like. Yeah, last week. It took my egg salad sandwich. Stan just disappeared. Yeah. How long he went? Or Did you ever meet like, Stan? Oh, when you're that to them, Especially since we know where, like, the skater is. You'll, like, look slightly past them like you're looking past them, like, into the hallway. <laughs> Do you put them in the seat like, so they can't see oh, the yes. hallway? See, I would I would never take that. See, I'm like, if you got to, if you had to choose seats, I'd be like, I'm just over there where I can see everything clearly. I'm going to be in the corner. <laughs> Irony of Irony is the seat that is the... We're going to call it the hot seat for this one because your back is literally too that. that. Um, but also, like, where you kind of, like, but if you move slightly, you kind of get out of the periphery provisional. And also, you'll hear everything much better. Uh-uh, nope. Um, that's actually one of my favorite spots to sit because the where our workflow works is that is, that's the part that I like to do, which is basically you, you don't start specializing in one thing. You just kind of, like, cover over everyone else, like, that needs help, mm. which is what I like to do. But, yeah, no. So we'll kind of prime them a little bit more because if they can survive a few nights when it's really active, we know that we can trust them on third shift. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no. We we have lost one from the stories. They said it's... Technically, they did have another... They actually had their qualifications to be an officer. They had their Act 120 and all that. But... They hadn't really decided on any of the departments nearby. Yeah, it was suddenly like the week after we had this nice conversation. They're like, uh, yeah, I put in my application at one of the local departments. Uh, yeah, I'm going to start there Bye. soon. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was laughing because I'm like, I'm evil. Tell Lou I said goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, obviously, your place is haunted. Yep. Now, interestingly enough, you mentioned a lot about like ghosts and residual haunts. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was thinking about like what I wanted to talk about this week, I thought about kind of like doing a dive into Catholicism because mm-hmm. we mentioned it in passing so much yep. and how we're Catholic. And, you know, last week, Laura said like, you should go to a Catholic priest if you want an exorcism done, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but the interesting thing about the Catholic church is there is a really big dichotomy about ghosts. Yeah. Like either you, like some tra- priests just straight up don't believe that ghosts mm-hmm. can exist. And then others say it's, it's possible or they say it's a demon yep. pretending to be someone that you love. And what's interesting is I don't know how I feel about any of that because, you know, you live in a house like this where you're experiencing things and it turns out that it is a demon, right? Yeah. Then you listen to Laura's stories and you're not sure what it was there. 
could it have been demonic? I don't know. She only had her house blessed and saged, and then she she never had an exorcism, and it's fine. fine. So, like, and then you hear stories, and, you know, Kyle has the stories, like, do ghosts exist, do they not exist? Are we imbuing that kind of belief into it? Yeah. Are we priming our brains for coincidence? I just, I, I like not knowing. Yeah. And I like not having a clear answer, because then it allows us that what if, that gray area. But I wish that the Catholic Church would just like make a distinction, yeah. Because I don't like the not like I want to know like what they what they think. And that, and from the Catholic thing of where you know some priests will say anything, it's just a demon trying to you know pretend to be something else. I so massively disagree with that because that implies pure malevolence or malevolent thing. And we're talking about residual hauntings. Nothing in what happens at my job is malevolent. It's just. Yeah. It, it would be as if people were living their lives. Yeah, it's just a recording over and over. Yeah. And there are plenty of stories of ghosts that are by no means, they're intelligent, but by no means malevolent. They just, mm-hmm. they're existing. They're just existing. Well, and if you look at our house, you know, that story from, from us when you lived here, because I told uh-huh. this in one of my, mm-hmm. one of our three-part series of our exorcism, how I kept having that recurring dream of a man in the attic who was wearing, like, Look, dressed kind of like um, Abe Lincoln, you know, mm-hmm. and he was like, you know, just pacing up and down in the in the, um, yeah. the attic. And when I stopped to ask him, like, what was wrong, like, I just felt this overwhelming sense of sadness. And he said he couldn't leave. And then you, like, every morning I'd wake up, like, in the night, yeah. I wake up, I'd be crying. And PJ would be like, the same dream? Like, yep, same dream again, you know. Um, and he just, he started laughing over because I was like, crying, like, you don't understand. He was just so sad he can't leave. And he's <laughs> like, it's, it's a dream. Like, no, he can't leave. And then you saw that person. Yeah and in my hallway it's it just kind of like that you didn't even know the story yeah. you know to me it was just a dream that was happening and for pj to be there like washing dishes and like clank the dishes because he freaks out because he realizes there's a connection like there's something more mm-hmm. like i don't know so yeah, and also when we were much younger that other house we lived at you know nothing about- you know kyle would say based on last week well, last week's uh, creepy thoughts with kyle he believes that child ghosts can't exist so that, that's his personal belief so maybe you were talking to a demon now the story of that ghost is that child had died from was it pneumonia i was gonna say it was is an illness but yeah he was he was sickly he was out in the woods and he got lost in the woods they found him but because he'd been out there for so long he didn't have hypothermia but being so sickly and then having the mm-hmm. coldness, it attacked him and gave. I think he got. I think he died of pneumonia. Yeah. But yeah, you would uh, talk to something in your room, and you guys would share snacks. And then there's and a story you... of Auntie Mary coming, and her children were playing with that entity, like, yeah. and she so, saw a blue light. Yeah, <laughs> and the, and you'd always kind of know because you'd hear the sound of toy trains, which none of us had. Yeah, no, yeah, we weren't PJ. Didn't have trains in our house. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I said. It's like, I, the idea of them always being, you know, that's, that's why I disagree with that. Those priests that are like, oh, it's just a demon that is, you know, malevolent. I'm like, that implies a certain level of things that I just don't think is there. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Well, and what I like too is um, one of our former priests said, we don't know. He's exactly. like, we're not dead. <laughs> so we yeah. don't know. And so I kind of like that. He was so honest with his answers. Yeah. Like, we don't know. What and- if? All the residual haunt stuff is just, you know, literal energy that's been yeah. imprinted in an yeah. area. But the intelligent stuff is demons. Dun, 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 dun. We figured it out. I mean, we did what no one else could do. 
Good job, PJ. <laughs> Even so, no one has thought of that before. <laughs> I, actually, I, I was. Kind of, that's my point. No, like, you can't claim it. PJ said it first. PJ's. But. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Even still, I'm not entirely sure I would agree with that, just because, again, some and some ghosts are seem perfectly intelligent, but aren't malevolent. Yep. Yeah, the, the, I actually agree with that, because it, some people just aren't ready to move on for exactly. whatever reason. They There's something here that they either love dearly or haven't finished yeah. and need to see it through. Are you thinking of a certain TV series finale where a person couldn't go into the church because it wasn't his time? I mean, now I am. <laughs> <laughs> lost shout yeah, out tear up every time oh you, you're sad because he can't go in the church because he knows he's not ready he can't be ready what no i think he said that he, he actually watched all of lost and tried to understand it i i tear up having it to makes watch perfect it. sense you never had to watch it. you chose to watch the finale <laughs> that was you you sat down you're like wait i want to see this i'm like what you're picking the worst time. You've literally, ha- like, you've only seen, like, three other episodes. But I want to say the finale was great, and I liked the idea of, like, purgatory and, like, you know, yeah. fixing your sins. And I got... And I actually have a brain, and I understood what the heck the finale was, because I listened to the show. It's <laughs> the show you had to Polar watch. Polar bears understand. were running around an, an island. I'm sorry. That's where yeah, I was like, I don't like, understand how people were confused by the finale. Like, they literally, I, I won't spell, spoil anything, but they literally say in the, uh, in the finale, word for word, Whatever happened, happened. And that's, but then people still get it wrong, and they're like, oh, they were dead the whole time. Like, No. So I'm glad you haven't listened to the Annabelle podcast yet, okay. or sorry, the episode, because um, PJ had this idea. You're welcome. To incorporate Kyle every week, because every week Kyle would be messaging his ideas to PJ. Not to me, the person in charge of the stinking podcast. Still angry over that. And so PJ's like, what if we do like a creepy thoughts like section, like where Kyle like voices his thoughts. And initially I was like, no, this is my podcast. Kyle can go make his own podcast. Get out. Get. Um, then I was like, okay, we can, as long as we get to have fun with it. Okay. So now Kyle will be a part of my weekly uh, podcast as again, that breaks. We have the introductory yep. stuff, which we just did, you know, yep. what, uh, what we're talking about. And then. He'll, we'll have him in the middle, and then we'll go into the story proper, which is, of course, Katie's yeah. church. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, without further ado... Yeah, so I, I chimed... You know, when I called her, I'm like, I want the intro to be this. And it's called... We're calling this Creepy Thoughts with Kyle. I think one of the people... I thought it would be a good idea if we turned Shannon into the, the girl. I thought it would be, be, be a good idea if we... I thought it would be a good idea if we... I thought it would be a good idea if we turned Shannon into the girl from Ringu. This is bad. This is really bad. It's a Ouija. <laughs> so, okay, that is so perfect. <laughs> we try really hard. Um, so, <laughs> so Kyle has his creepy thought. Yeah, I don't believe that an object can be possessed or have a demon attachment um, unless it's part of a binding, if you believe... Uh, in bindings, if you believe that's possible, it, it seems to me that it would just be part of uh, the oppression phase. What the in the Catholic Church, uh, the the phases that they believe in, it would be part of an oppression phase. It's trying to to stress you. It's trying to get reactions, cause negative feelings, isolate you. It's using uh, the object, or in this case, a doll, to hone in on its target. Uh, the point is to possess someone, not a doll. 
what demon wants to be Raggedy Ann for all eternity? Um, I know I wouldn't. Um, I think what the Warrens and Zach Bagans actually do is really a negative. Um, as much as I love ghost adventures, I think it's a negative. They uh, feed the intention around the object, which actually gives it more power. Whether whether you believe it's a demon or whether you ascribe to the idea of tulpas, you know, thought forms, whatever, um, they're pouring fuel on the manifestation because in the end, it gets the Warrens, it gets Zach, ba Zach Bagans what they want. Um, it, it, they don't want resolution, they don't want a reclamation or salvation, they want good TV, they want movie deals, they want ticket sales for their museums, they need the demons all juiced up like they're on spiritual steroids to make their living, they, they want to put butts in the seats so that they can pay their bills. And so they're going to keep on doing what they do and telling everybody how evil the object is and how horrible, th the horrible things that happen around it. And, and I think for the most part, it's all just BS. Mm. Yeah, I actually agree. Like in, in a lot of sense, I actually agree with that. Like this idea of like during an early phase, especially of something like Annabelle, where you have like a demon that is attached to an object, it's not permanently attached. That is its entry point that is yeah. basically the door and then you're giving it more power and where he brings up tulpa that is absolutely true well like, laura had mentioned that a whole bunch of times last because again that i give imbuing power yeah and i said like i'm sorry like when, when we're reading this story about how this raggedy and doll is choking <laughs> like scratching. i'm sorry i don't it can't be her she's a fluffy little well a three foot but a fluffy doll you know like she's yeah. raggedy and doll so obviously it's the demon something making behind that doll. Or yeah. like, as Laura said, it's a dream and the demon's manifesting looking like her, but it's yeah. not actually, because you mentioned the idea of a succubus or an incubus, yeah. incubus right? Yeah. Um, and so like that idea and the scratches, obviously a, a raggedy end cannot scratch you. And the fact that there was no papyrus and no red crayon in that, that room at all, mm -hmm. or in that entire apartment, it, it was a demon who wanted to be noticed. Yeah. And, putting a raggedy and doll behind glass is not going to stop a demon. Like, I just, I don't understand. Behind glass. It's not just, you know, a glass box. Well, there, there's prayers and stuff. Sure. But, but I'm sorry. Like, uh, demons like, oh, let me hide behind this glass. No, I'm sorry. No, so no. I agree that like, I, that's why I don't like, as I pronounce his name. He, and like that demon house movie. Like, as soon as I had to watch that stupid movie, I was over this guy <laughs> because he just wants to make money. Like that, this that's his goal. Like for me, I would love to make money off this podcast someday. That'd be great. Yeah. But I also just like teaching things. I'm a mm -hmm. teacher, and I like debunking things. So I'm not and in learning this. new things yeah. too. I'm not. I'm not in this, this. To, to make money. I'm in this to really enjoy the experience and to teach people like what I'm interested yeah. in and to reach a larger, larger audience. He needs to make money and. He's prodding a bear. Again, you don't yeah. play things you don't understand. Yeah. Even if you understand them, as soon as you understand them, you know not to mess with these kind of things. Like, mm -hmm. Well, and the Warrens, uh, I had mentioned their grandson who married their only – or sorry, yeah. their their son-in-law who married their only daughter. He takes the Raggedy Ann doll like on trips. He like yeah. brings it on shows. It's like, okay, if it's supposed to be haunted – why are you bringing it anywhere near anybody else? The whole Dybbuk box idea. Yeah. You know, like, you hide it somewhere where no one can get hurt. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I, I well, don't believe Annabelle is it's real. It's the Warrens, too. Well, yeah, they're idiots. So. Yeah. So My Kyle did a good one there. Has, yeah. I used, 
I used to believe in them until I learned, you know, researched them. And it's like, yeah. oh, yeah. But in they're the movies, all, they're, they're really cool. I'm all about the movies. Well, they're great characters. <laughs> they're fantastic characters. <laughs> they're great characters. actors, too. Yeah. Mm. But anyway, Kyle, thank you for that. We agree with you. And that's a yep. fantastic, Absolutely. creepy yep. thought with Kyle. All right. So Katie's Church. You ready? So in our local area, this is one of our most haunted stories. You know, we've already discussed our houses, which I think is the most haunted. Um, But then we have like the area of Jersey Town and like all the Native American stuff that's happening. We have lots of cemeteries. We have lots of mass battles, mass massacres happening in this area. Um, But Katie's Church is interesting because it's none of those things. And, And it's called Katie's Church, but that's not what it was originally we all call it katie's church and now it is like literally called katie's it's, church yeah now it is which is katie's funny because usually you name a church after like you know i don't know god jesus any of his disciples <laughs> it led to a very weird thing with katie's church because that was not the original name of the church then everyone started calling it katie's church then they named the road katie's church road yep <laughs> and then they went back and actually named the church Katie's church. They really just embraced the lore. They did, They, yeah. they just leaned into the skit at that point. Uh-huh. That's crazy. Um, and the whole, like, the, there's a whole tree story, too. So I think first what we should talk about really is, like, the legend behind Katie's church and um, kind of discuss uh, the different, like, urban legends that happen there. Mm-hmm. So do you want to take it away, PJ, or do you want me to give the background? Um, I will start with just the one I always grew up with. Go ahead. Which is not the same as like what... There's lots of urban Yeah, legends. but the one I always grew up with was that she was just a teenage girl in love with someone who she couldn't have. So she was, you know, in a uh, moment of just being severely distraught, decided to hang herself in the tree outside of this church. And you can see a crook in one of the branches yeah. where the rope supposedly was. Uh and that is the story I had always grown up with, with it. But if you would like to share some okay. of the other. Yeah. Uh, can I pause? Because I can immediately debunk so much of that story. Too bad. In... We're debunking later. Okay. Debunking is coming. Yep. First, yep. we're going to talk about yep. all the. Now that it's actually very easily debunked by a person who like does hiking. They're like. Yeah. Oh, or literally deep. anyone who looks at the cemetery. <laughs> yeah. But... <laughs> All right, so um, so we have a couple of different uh, urban legends. Another one is she was unmarried but got pregnant by a, a local person. Um, because she was ostracized from the community, she ended up killing herself. Um, the, another version is um, – it's darker. Uh, it still is that theme, like the father refused to claim her child and he was married. So he accused her of witchcraft, witchcraft yeah. which uh, caused the church members to hang her because, of course, she's a witch. Um, another one then is um, she was waiting to marry a soldier who had gone off to war, but he was killed before they could wed. And of course, her being depressed, she hanged herself in her wedding dress. And that's why you can see her walking between the church and the road. And she's in white. Um, so uh, some reports say you can see the noose hanging from the tree, as you mentioned. Um, there are stories of blood gushing from the windows of the small church. Um, other there are stories like of like year that it was supposed to have happened because this was supposed to happen like in 17 something. Like yeah, there's a couple. Yeah. yeah. Um, so but other tales say like her tombstone is located just outside the consecrated grounds, the cemetery. And that's why she stays. So she's upset because she's not part of the graveyard proper. One of those famous one stories I ever heard was someone like opening up the front doors and just seeing 
the entire floor just fall out from under them. And, you know, oh, wow. like, yeah. yeah, and just opening up into this pit. Uh, See, that's that's the story I heard for, like, the major haunting there. Mm-hmm. Another story is her um, tombstone faces the opposite direction of everyone else because they were upset with her. And that has her living in unrest. But that's not true because her gravestone is in the boneyard and it is facing the same way as everyone else's. I will say the one time I was only there, we were in a car that never had any car problems. And so when you get to the church, you come to a T-junction. And the church is like 11 o'clock uh, from where you are at the T-junction. And uh, uh, right outside the church is a little cul-de-sac, like turnaround area where you can loop around and leave. So we stop at the stop sign at the T-junction, car stalls. And we're like... It's like 11 o'clock at night. We're like, oh, God. <laughs> like, why did this happen? And this was like before cell phones were really a thing and all that. We had trouble. So, yeah, we're well, like, so and and this church anyway. is like, yeah, and this church is secluded. So mm-hmm. even when cell phone, yeah, like if we had a cell phone, there wouldn't have been service out there. So after trying about three times, like the car turns over. So we're like, you know what? We're going to turn around that little circular area and get out of here. We out. As soon as we get in front of the church, car dies again. And we're like, what is happening right now? <laughs> Why is this happening? This car never stalls out. Like, it's not, it wasn't a newer car, but it is never stalled out. And it stalled out twice in five minutes. So it, it sufficiently freaked us out enough to not get out of the car and explore the grounds. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, we had mentioned um, on a Facebook post, is it called the Devil's Hole? Or Devil Hole Run. Yeah. yeah. So um, there's also a discussion. I think this is connected because of that right there. But there's a discussion that somewhere on the land there is a hole. And if you remove the boulder from that area and you drop a rock down there, um, it will never you'll never hear it like tink to the ground because there's there's just this a crazy hole in the ground. Um, which is interesting because that's out by your parents' house, right? Mm-hmm. That yeah. So that I think those two urban legends have kind of like meshed together. Yes. But yeah. there is a discussion that there is, like, some kind of bottomless pit covered by a boulder on the ground. Yeah, Devil Hole, for people not knowing, it's a, um, like, a little bowl-shaped, like, valley area surrounded by hills uh, out in the woods. And in the early 1800s, people go into that area and just never come back out. Yeah. <laughs> and so cool? I mean, so they cool, named it cool. Devil Hole. Yep. I wonder what happened there. Bear, uh, bears. Voodoo. I bears was going to say, yeah, <laughs> wild animals, coyotes, uh, starvation. Coyotes. Yeah. Also, where it's at, it's very easy to get lost because yes. the depression is like, it, you have a lot of forest around it and it's just this, the only, like, identifying feature in the area is this depression, which mm-hmm. if you ever have to navigate without good navigational equipment... That is the worst thing. Like, having a hill or a mountain, that's great. That yeah. orients you. When you're surrounded by just slope yeah. in every direction. You, are, uh, you think you're you're going out one direction. You're going out a different. Different way. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, other things. Also, you mentioned the uh, unexplained car troubles. That actually happened to, to me with my friend. We went up there. Now, another time I went with a friend, and the dad turned off the car off and, like, made a joke out of it. So, we thought it was legit, but it wasn't. He was just picking on us. 
But a different time, went up there with friends, and we did have car troubles. Now, here's the thing. The car was also junk. So like, yeah. you couldn't <laughs> just stall out. Um, but they also say that you can, like, um, hear strange voices. You can also hear screams, like blood-curdling screams coming from the church itself. Um, they have mentioned, like, seeing her apparition, like, you know, again, walking different areas, seeing her in the church windows. Um, they've also mentioned uh, that, like, her you see her and you see blood dripping near um, her grave. So which is supposed to be right beside the tree, which is also not true. No. So these are all urban legends that have kind of been built up as you kind of pass the torch and pass the story along. Um, <clears throat> now we'd mentioned like, how old is this story, Jack? 1800s. Like it, it, it's not even like close to uh, the civil war era. So yeah. where the soldier went. Yeah. Uh, it's, <laughs> I was so, going to say, unless it's the War of 1812. No, yeah. no, no, no. It's after. It's 1890s, and this would have happened. Oh, so, geez. Yeah. yeah so, I was going to say, because every version I've heard of the story puts it, like, early 1800s. Yeah, yeah. So, now, this is where I'm going to move into an actual, like, this is, I mentioned to you, there are different, mm. like, blog spots and stuff, but there's a couple who um, are really big into hiking, yeah. and they have their website called forestandfield.com, mm-hmm. and so they went walking and traversing in this area and they had heard about katie's church but they're not from the area so they're kind of like why is there a church named after a girl like that's <laughs> so unusual and so they headed up there and they thought it was a beautiful area but they were they were confused so if you go on their website it's forestandfield.blogspot.com they took some gorgeous pictures really of the did. area and the church itself because the church has been very well maintained uh the person in ch- uh, church website is named woody maristem i'm gonna say maristem is how it's pronounced um but again like some go- you see these pictures they're gorgeous yeah. on this website and so he does the research into it because he's like again he and his wife were, they're just confused as to why this place is like there and this um sign is you mentioned like it's like yeah. protected there's a sign they took a picture of because it freaked them out that someone would like have to put this up like at a church but it yeah. says welcome to katie van dyne cemetery this is a sacred place you are welcome here visit in peace go in peace please no littering pets or vandalism no trespassing after dark or subject to arrest not responsible for injury or death cremation lots are available <laughs> uh, children must be supervised at all times in the cemetery Transfer or sale of burial right must go through a cemetery board to be valid. That's important, obviously. But I like the, the signs up there because it is. There are fences. There, There's constant, like, um, watches by community. And there's a caretaker. And there's a state police. They're always there watching this place because it's Actually, a hot... Actually, it's not by the state police. Not anymore? Because it was before. But who watches it now? Locals? Um, yeah. Uh, it's in Madison Township. So oh. it's under the purview of Hemlock uh, yeah. Township Police. Oh. So, um, but I mean, because it's such an urban legend spot, yep. of course, kids are up there vandalizing the graffiti, the church, which is ridiculous. It's a beautiful they church. They also have electronic monitoring. Oh, yes. Um, the, well, then the kids are there, you know, with their yep. recordings and everything. Yep. But anyway, so the church itself. So I mentioned, you know, the um, the dates. So the truth is for this church, it was built in 1869. So after the Civil War. Yep. Um, and it was officially named the Emmanuel Lutheran Church. Yep. Okay, so again, not Katie's Church. Um, it is used for services, though. Katie's Church is not like this, like, ramshackle, like, defunct old rural church. It's, it is used for services. It's used for weddings, community yep. gatherings. People, um, they always have their Katie's Church ice cream social every summer. Yep. So it really is a, a big air, a big thing for the area. Um, but See, the actual ice cream social is not, it's, it's actually, you know, fairly nice, if yes, you don't mind. they make fantastic ice cream. They do. I mean, 
If you don't mind going to a church ice cream social, it's not bad. We gonna convert you. They have a ton of events. They too. do. They yeah. do. And again, it's such a beautiful, picturesque oh, yeah. kind of church. Like, look at that. Like, wouldn't you want to get like, even in the winter? Like, this is a gorgeous picture oh, yeah. that Woody took. Um, and you see the tree that they always talk about the hanging tree, but it's it's not big enough to be a hanging tree. <laughs> um, but like, it's just beautiful. So it's a nice place to get married. And so he actually like took a picture of the tree that has the you know the the little crook in there that yeah. it's from the noose, right? Um, and so he says here now about that tree. It's a white oak, one of the longest lived tree species in eastern forests. I once counted the annual rings in the stump of a felled white oak and determined it was 358 years old when it was cut. The wide-spreading crown and large lower limbs on the white oak at Katie's church reveal that it had been growing in the open with few of any adjacent trees throughout its life, which almost certainly began after the adjacent fields were cleared, perhaps even after the church was built. So if she, if Katie were hung, it would not have been from this tree because it would have been an itty-bitty tiny cutesy tree in the 1800s. <laughs> so there's no way that could have been the tree that she hanged herself on. So again, it's just a legend. Yep. You know, it's not real yeah. at all. Also, a little... Um actual botanical biological fact where that little crook is if even if it was 1890 when she hung herself which the story says it was earlier um trees grow surprisingly fast so where the noose would have been that little crook from a noose which would have damaged it not bowed it that would have been further out by now that would be nowhere near it yeah yeah because it's actually a really cool thing is um in areas with high landslides, or, or you have, like, a really nasty landslide, a lot of trees survive. So yeah. you'll actually get this funny thing where you see a tree that comes up straight for, like, a foot, and then makes this wide arc turn <laughs> yeah. where the tree naturally has regrown, or continued to grow, after something like an event like this. So you actually have them bowed and go back to straight. So mm-hmm. there wouldn't be a crook in it from where she hung herself 150 years later. It just doesn't work that way yeah well and just to add on to that too yeah. like um katie van dyne that was her name of course van dyne is a very well-known name in this area um she has a descendant um who actually posted on her website mary shetler again Shetler's a very common name in this yes. area too um she says that Catherine van dyne so Katie, Katie for short, yep. um, was a member of the church, and she lived to be 87 years old. Yep. Uh, she attended services there until her passing at 87. Since the church is closing at ni- in 1969, the urban legends surrounding Katie's church have given birth to increased incidences of vandalism, tales of hauntings, and even a horror novel. But as with most legends, these tales are simply not based on fact. The only haunting comes from young people in search of an an adventure who are being fined for trespassing and destruction of (laughs) private property. (laughs) So, yeah, I agree with that. Um, now that has I didn't know that there was a horror novel based on it. So some people say that it is based on – others say it's not. Um, I think when you – There is a book. A 2002 book. Yeah, it's called Katie's Church. And yeah. But there's another Katie's Church um, that when I was doing my research, make sure I had like all the facts for this. Yeah. There's a place called Katie's Church and it's not actually ours. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to touch the novel. That's not, no, that's not me. I want to say that the the Katie's Church novel is literally based on this Katie's Church. Well, if it is, they are wrong. However, it's good to use fiction, right? Yes. Um, But again, that's going to 
just add more fuel to the fire. People are going to go oh, visit yeah. more. And yeah, they, I mean, they do have security cameras on the premises. Like, don't be stupid because you're going to get caught, but whatever. Um, now, that being said, you know, I read that paragraph from that article earlier about, like, you know, how cemeteries and churches usually aren't haunted, but you can have caretakers there. You can have some ghosts that are, like, leaving, but they're there to take care of their loved ones mm-hmm. first. Um, so could we have haunted locations? Absolutely. I'm not yeah. saying we can. So I actually pulled up some stories cause I shared, um, on Facebook, you know, people tell me your stories, right? Yeah. And so, um, I got some story. Oh, you got beef on the, the book. Is it from 2002? Was I right? Um, 2007. <laughs> Dang it. Do you want to hear the synopsis? Go ahead. She's dying to get out. When Justin's abusive father goes too far, Justin and his mother flee their home and seek refuge in the tiny village of, of Talmer, Pennsylvania. Talmer, it is <clears> our <throat> area. Not not Talmer, though. That's where well, my hey, parents sh- live. But anyway. That's it's like... so close. Continue. <laughs> that's not a hike away. That's like a 20 minute drive. Anyways. By, by car. How about by carriage? Oh, yeah, yeah. right. Uh, unknown to Justin, Talmer hides a dark secret. Mm. 100 years ago, a young girl named Katie, spelled wrong, was hanged to death in the local church. They used hanged. They to did. Death. Thank God. Seeking relief from his own demons, the teenager investigates the legend, only to come face to face with Katie's spirit, trapped forever in the place of her death. Forever, that is, unless someone can solve the murder and bring the killer to justice and release Katie's soul as well as that of her murdered mother. After Katie takes Justin on a trip through time, he takes <laughs> up the dead girl's cause. What he finds out about the residents of Talmer and himself will have you turning pages as fast as your fingers can move. Reincarnation, murder, mystery, and intrigue all come together to create a thriller so original and so compelling, you'll be sleeping with the lights on for weeks afterward. Initially, I'm just like, I always loved the idea of reading a new, like, horror fiction book. And then you read the synopsis, I'm like, no. I will be honest, I know two people who live in Talmer, and they're lovely people. They are lovely people. I I know a bunch of people who live in Talmer. I don't, the only people I talk to out there are your parents. Everyone else is just people I drive past. However, I kind of want you to buy that for me for my birthday, and I'm going to read it. <laughs> anyway, so is I Is there post- a Kindle version? <laughs> can, can we just add to cart? Like, I'm going to buy, I'm going to read this now. I need to read this. Yes. Um, there is not a Kindle version. Oh, that's not legit. All right. Anyway, so I oh, post- it is 2002. I win. I win. I win. Anyway, so, um, yeah, high fives on that. I did my research. I know my stuff. <laughs> Anywho. Um, so I posted to Facebook saying, like, does anyone have any stories? Because I have stories from being up there. and You know, because, like, yeah. again, you, you are primed for these things to happen, mm-hmm. right? So one friend said, I went with my boyfriend at the time. He was interested in knowing about it. And so we went up to look around. It was night, of course, mid-October. We were looking, we're up there looking around and peeking inside and such. And then he yelled, hey, Katie, where are you? Or something like that. And all of a sudden, a fog rolled in out of nowhere. The moon got covered by a cloud. So it got really creepy really fast. I got a chill. It's not really a neat story, but it was very creepy at the time. So again, like you're priming yourself for that fear, right? That and, okay, I, I it's just the things like immediately, my immediate thought is, okay, could there be legitimacy to this? And then my thing is like immediately wanted to debunk it. We live in... Northeastern Pennsylvania. 
clouds coming in very quickly in October just happened. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You'll and go from a clear night to completely cloudy. We in mentioned like in an earlier episode that October, we've had snow while we're, yeah. you know, going trick-or-treating. Like it's yeah. freezing. That and also because Octobers are so erratic around here. Fog's pretty normal. I was going to say, and you get super thick fog very yeah. quickly. My yeah. favorite is what we call snow fog. I absolutely hate, hate driving it. in fog, but it's just always, always foggy. Oh, yeah. Uh, so anyway, another one. This one actually is a really cool story. So a summer of 2005, me and four friends drove out to Katie's church late at night. The entire trip there, I had this very eerie feeling in my gut. My one friend was absolutely terrified. Therefore, she stayed in the car with another friend to keep her company. Me and the two other stepped out of the vehicle and stared out into the cemetery, which was uneventful for about 10 minutes. And that's when the temperature dropped and the wind picked up. And with that wind, the whispers started. Not between us, but the whispers were in the wind itself. Maybe another minute or two passes and I see what I initially think is moonlight shining through the clouds, passing through the far end of the cemetery from right to left. Then it moves a row forward and goes back to the right. And on this pass, I turn to my friends. Do you see that? The light now has shape resembling a woman in a flowing dress and a hat and she is continuing to float left to right across the row of headstones. My one friend whispers back to me, The woman? Yeah, I see her. She reached the far right end of the row, comes forward again, and begins moving right to the left across the next row. My hands are on my car keys now. Time to go! (laughs) (laughs) While not especially threatening, there are still a few places like that. Um, So, again, he was creeped out by it. And again, you know, you're primed for that. So we mentioned, Mm -hmm. like, I was already feeling kind of freaked out, feeling Mm -hmm. kind of eerie. And then that happens. And, you, you know, the, the wind picks up and I hear voices on the wind. Yeah. So do you hear the whispers or could that be just like, you know, the sound of like the leaves? And, and, you're, and pareidolia, your mind's just switching. And yeah, you exactly. Because yeah. you're trying to figure out what, uh-huh. what the words are. So, again, like I, I'm not discounting it because I had my own things that happened up there. So And because here and let's be honest, because uh, we northeastern Pennsylvania people are a special breed. Whenever, especially we get someone that is from not in the area and we know this from college. Um, you'll get people that are not from the area. And so then you'll just immediately be like, okay, we have a, th- it's one of those things you have to experience. So you'll, you'll prime someone who's not from the area with these mm-hmm. stories, like these urban legends and about all this creepy stuff. And then you take them out there. So they're already primed. And even if it doesn't actually be the truth, it's, it's one of those things where you, we definitely have a bad habit of priming people who are not to the area. Yeah. Or starting when you're young and just hearing all these stories, and so you're well-primed, and then you go, and then any small thing immediately becomes, it must be haunted, or it must be a ghost. Again, I think that this one is one of these things where... Well, we know it's not true. Because yeah. <laughs> Katie ur- lived to a ripe old age, and she did not hang herself. Is, <laughs> the urban legend is completely wrong. Um, could it? Could there be ghosts out in that area? Eh, probably. It's possible. <laughs> Is it Katie? Obviously not. Maybe it was a different Katie. This one's like, no, I'm the different Katie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that being said, it's just like, even if it is haunted, it's not really that haunted. But everyone is so primed that even the smallest little, smallest little scratch, it stops being a mouse. The smallest coincidence makes us believe it's real. Yeah. Yeah. It's that idea of like, when you're afraid and you hear a small scratch... You don't think it's the mouse in the wall. You immediately think it's the devil trying to scratch his way in. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're priming yourself up for what is, oh, 
Maybe there was a weird orb of light. That's and you know what's interesting too about like now that the person I read that story from, now I keep names off of this for anonymity's sake, yep. but he is one of the most logical friends that we have. Mm-hmm. So for him to even post that to us, yep. I feel like there has to be a germ of truth to it yeah. because he's not one of those people who's going to like make up stories just yeah. to be on a podcast. Yeah. Like, and, and he would be the person who's like, no, it, it couldn't have happened. And he, you know, he would yeah. try to debunk it initially. So could there have been someone there? Sure. There yeah. could have been. Was it Katie? No. no. <laughs> was it Katie? Like, could it have been a ghost? Sure. Could it have been even, it's the thing is like one of the normal things when people see ghosts is they see something that's vaguely humanoid, but made of light. And your mind will immediately try to fill in what it expects the blanks, to be. Yep. So let, let's say it was a ghost. It could have been a ghost of anybody. And let's be honest, this area has plenty of tragedies. Not enough, we, yeah. We have a lot of different tragedies. We have a lot of, you know, people who have, you know, died suddenly, olden days, improperly buried people. All the All the horrors that were inflicted on the native populations. There could easily have been a ghost in those woods. Easily. That being said, you're primed for this story of this, you know, woman who hung herself or was hanged or, you know. Thank you for saying hanged. Because it was proper. That's proper. Would it be hanged herself or hung herself? Hanged. hanged. It is always hanged? Yeah, I you, you hung a picture on the wall. You hanged a human. Okay. You know. You hate that? I love it. Um, You love it? So- I love when we use proper grammar. <laughs> so... Whether so, we immediately we heard all these stories of you know this this tragic young woman who committed suicide (laughs) or was killed by the congregation for uh, threats of witchcraft, these kind of things. So, if you see a ghost, you're going to immediately assume it's Katie. When if it was a ghost, it could have been a whole lot of stuff. It was Susie or Lou. (laughs) They're never mad at us. It could have been Lou. It could have been. Then you'll take it back to your job. Oh, no. We have enough. We already have our Lou. Lou needs a friend. We, no, no. Lou already has his friends. <laughs> Lou is fine. Well, wasn't it like last week? And you've listened to last week's um, episode because we were talking about how you don't name it because it's not it's not a pet. You don't keep it. You don't say <laughs> it's not a stray. It wasn't a raise. Like, don't name it. Don't let it. It's not a stray. Don't bring it to our house. I was going to say, unfortunately, um, it, we're basically the people who are the strays at this point at, at my job. We're, we're the strays. We keep showing They're up at their you house. In. Yeah. I guess you can stay here. We like you. <laughs> it's that other one. We want them gone. But so, like I said, if they did have a, you know, ghostly apparition experience, they immediately associate it to Katie. And it could have, I don't know what they saw because obviously I was not there. But if it was a vaguely humanoid one, they're immediately going to see it as a woman in a flowing dress. Yep. Poor Katie. Yeah. She just wants to rest eternally. But I was going to say, and this is tangential, is that where there's a kernel of truth followed by a whole lot of urban legends, which then create the wrong stories, that Mm -hmm. we have another one of those in Columbia County with all of Centralia. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, there are so many ghost stories for Centralia. That's just a human oopsie. That is a human oopsie. We literally burned the town from the ground first. Underground. Through, underground. <laughs> so then everyone's like, oh, it's a pit to hell. No, it's a coal fire. But Silent Hill. But Silent Hill. Or it's a ghost story. No, it's people being stupid. And then people start looking for ghosts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where... No, they all left because they got paid by the government to leave because it's not except safe to the, live there. Except for the six people that still live there. Yeah, they have a, they have a town mayor. Yes. Yeah, I know. 
<sighs> they have local elections, which is very funny to me. <laughs> Coming to vote today, I'm feeling kind of sick. Yeah, we kind of need every vote. <laughs> so like, you can literally here. have the pollsters just walk. Y'all goes, Stu! Stu, are you coming? <laughs> Stu, get uh, over here! Just mark me for Lou. I'm voting for Lou. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll put you down. <laughs> Pretty much. So One for Stu. <laughs> <laughs> but so, yes, like, that was a story that was not particular well interesting but not particularly frightening but the ground is on fire <laughs> it's horrifying this is flames i learned this sign language did today. you know that pennsylvania's only geyser is right there in centralia yep. too Isn't like cool? right around the corner from Stran- yeah. centralia it's neat i want to go see it so, but then and then everyone half the people are going there because wow this is a literal ghost town and then they vandalize the stinking road yes and then you had people who are like it's a ghost town. They heard the term ghost town as opposed to everyone left because they were bought ghost out. Ghost town means no one's there. <laughs> yeah. They immediately thought, oh, it's ghost. It's haunted. So then they would, any small little thing, like. <gasps> that door moved. Yeah. Oh. Ghosts. Oh, look, there's some detritus of the people that used to live here. It must have been from the 1700s. No, it's from 1965. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's a, it's a TV. Yeah. TVs some idiot did- teenagers last weekend. Yeah. But the TV's oh. been destroyed. Yeah, vandalism. <laughs> oh, I hear, sh- yeah, you're in the forest. It shoves the ground underneath the forest is on fire. I so- hear, shh, that's the wind. Are you sure? sure? Yes. So, what What was... I like how we're like, we're not interested. We're like, yeah, it's central. Yeah, and everyone's like, yeah. oh, the ground's on fire. We're like, yeah. Yeah. People are stupid. People like- are stupid. <laughs> so, it's the thing. It's like something, there is a kernel of truth. In this case, it is a literal ghost town because... They were all forced to move because they lit the ground on fire. Not forced. Paid. Paid. It is something to see smoke coming up from Oh, yeah. The it's ground, horrifying. Though. That is really. It's interesting, yeah. It's interesting. And then. It's really incredible. But again, you imbue that, like, you prime yourself for that. So I, I think that's the idea for Katie's church, church is that we, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we, are, we are priming ourselves Sounds, for it. Yep. We're, we're finding these coincidences and then we attribute it to a certain person. And then we tell all these Katie, urban legend stories. People lie and they yeah, add yeah. on to it. Because you got to yep. tell a creepy story and urban legends grow yep. from the original like kernel yep. of truth. Um, so obviously Katie's church, guys, is fake. fake. Yep. Now it's beautiful. If it's you were gorgeous. to go see it, please don't vandalize it. Um, so I, this I is honestly, not a Hillview Manor. Like this no. is not like a place where you want to go. Like, this is absolutely. If you want to see one of probably the most beautiful picturesque, picturesque place. church, absolutely go during the day or go when they're having one of their social functions. Get meet, some free ice yeah, cream. Meet some of the members. Locals. Yeah. and, and honestly, hear their real stories about yes. Katie Van Dyne. <laughs> and again, just. Again, seeing the picture on there, it's a gorgeous picture of church. Mm-hmm. And then drive down to the Jerseytown um, uh, area and go visit the center and learn about ghosts there. <laughs> yeah, from Dan's from your stories. real stories. So, I know this And then place. have some dinner at the tavern. Oh, yeah. Fantastic food. But yeah, so I mean, it's what was you get paid for that plug too. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, I would absolutely suggest visiting. During the day, see this gorgeous. Church. No, no, great right when the sun is going down and your oh. car just stalls. interesting stalls out, <laughs> and then a creepy woman in a white dress yes. walks across the. Road. And then you see the noose hanging from where it was. She hanged herself. Hang. Hanged. Hanged herself. You see the noose. from the hanging tree. You see the noose in the tree branch. You hear the crying. Couldn't have been. Yeah. Of her so, as her lost lover has passed away. But I was going to say, it's a gorgeous picturesque church. It's just actually probably one of the be- most beautiful churches in 
our area. They have to keep painting it. That's why. Because we'll keep (laughs) vandalizing it. So it's always well painted. vandalize it. But it is a gorgeous church. Honestly, like, I could see why people would want to have. Get married there. Yeah. Or have like a service there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Take their wedding photos there. It's a gorgeous church. Don't vandalize it. Do you want to get married there? It's not. I don't know if I'm ready for that kind of a commitment. (laughs) Also, I'm pretty sure. um, I don't know. How do they do about vow renewals at places other than a Catholic church in your family? Uh, There is no such thing as a vow renewal in the Catholic church. You don't do that. Yeah. So basically. We're already connected. That's a no-no. Soul to soul forever. Our souls became one when we got married. Oh, boy. But so my thing is like, (laughs) it's a gorgeous place to visit. Don't vandalize it. Don't go there for the ghosts. Go there for the gorgeous church and the wonderful people there. Yeah, yep. exactly. And um, summertime, that's when they have the most, uh, the, most of their events. They have, yeah, yep. they have lots of get-togethers yep. and things like that. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on to our podcast this week. We appreciate you. Thank uh, you. Happy Hanukkah once again. Happy Shalom. Um, so please, if and you're out- Merry Christmas in a couple of days. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. It's five days now. Did yeah. you realize that my students are counting down? I'm like, five days? Oh, crap. Isn't it four? 20, today's the 20th, isn't it? Oh, it's the 20th. Yeah, you're right. Oh, back off, man. I got a couple more days. I can't, I can't you count. have till Sunday. <clears throat> I can't count. All your presents are over there, by the way. Oh. Yeah, that, uh, this, I mean, Santa Claus isn't come yet. Sorry, kids. That's not all yours. No, not all that. Um, <laughs> I, I, I unless you want some Barbie toys. Anywho, so our listeners all of yours are in a giant tub downstairs right now. Okay, moving on, I want to do my <laughs> sign off. Yes. Um. So our viewer, our listeners out there, please listen to our other podcasts with Games Overboard, where PJ with his fun guests review uh, honestly board games. Listen to Danger and Dice, where we get to do took some crazy cahoots. <laughs> I was listening to some of our episodes and I I realized how off the rails Gaius's dream was as I was re- listening to it again. I oh, loved it. Oh, yeah. Our early it. episodes hurt because of all we're getting used to the mics. Yep. The newer ones, like, yeah, listen to, if you need, if you want to get into Danger and Dice, listen to The Princess and the Dragon parts one and two and The Giant Slayers part one and two um, because they, they're, they're fantastic. They're the cleanest They're the cleanest, but they're also the most fun. They are. I don't know. Gaius's we, we dream went off the rails. It was, it was such a great way that went off the rails so fast. <laughs> we found ourselves. <laughs> Eventually, um, I'm going to go back and remaster some of those and clean yeah. them up a little bit. Please hop on our Facebook page, like us, and share us. We currently have, um, up until the 26th, we have a, um, a like and share event to win one of our merch out yes. there. You win a mug by liking and sharing the post. Um, please go on our website, gamesoverboard.com. If you have any questions, you can email us at gamesoboard. Share any creepy stories you have with us. Please or do just. That. You know, email us and chat about what you thought about any of our shows. We would love to talk to you. Post on Facebook and talk to us. Absolutely. Ask us questions. Um, And finally, YouTube is up and running, so you can find us. uh, If you just search us, yeah, Games O Board on there. Or just type in Wellhouse Exorcism. It pops up the fastest. If you'll research this one, actually, I've been testing out YouTube. So, (laughs) I mean, not that we're the best one. This is the best one anyway, moving on. Uh, So thank you and have a safe and healthy and happy holiday. And we'll see you basically in the new year. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Bye.